You may take your seats. So many times uh, we speak about discipleship, we speak about connect groups, we speak about being accountable to one another, and I sometimes get this question, so Donnie, who's walking with you? Who's that person or persons that uh, speak into your life that you can go and sit with and say, I'm struggling? And so this morning it's my privilege to introduce one of those guys to you. Uh, I wanted to show a picture, uh, but they had a better picture of them behind me, uh, of us walking in the far north of Namibia on an outreach, our daughters being six and four, Harry carrying one on his shoulders, and I'm obviously carrying the other one. And so from an early stage in us, our marriage, the son and I, this has been a couple that has spoken into our lives. Um, remember one evening, uh, sitting with them, having just fellowship with them, Wendy's saying to us, just remember your kids are never too small. Don't wait till you are ready. They are never too small to hear the good news. And so we share the gospel with our children. And the next morning, both my daughters accepted uh, Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And so the impact, I can keep you busy for many a times. I remember sitting there in Swartboy's Drift, which is just between the last place you get before you enter Angola, and them speaking into our lives about ministry. And here we stand today. So we honor you personally, but also as a family. We are not welcoming them. They were sent from here to Willows to go and plant. Um, they've worked amongst the Bushmen for 15 years as, mission, as missionaries themselves. And so Harry now oversees Eastern Africa uh, as the regional director. So to make sure that East Africa is penetrated with the gospel, that we plant churches and so that is what him and, and when he keep themselves busy with, they constantly in East Africa, um, breaking open ground. So let us welcome them with a hand. Harry. Thanks, Donnie. Yeah, what a great privilege. Thank you for those beautiful words. Uh, yes, a family that's very dear to us. And uh, so is uh, Linwood as well. Just like Donnie said, you know, this is where we cut our teeth in every nation, and uh, great to be here as well. Uh, from Botswana, we came to Pretoria. We never wanted to get, come back to South Africa. God had His perfect plan, and this is where we landed. So great to be here with you this morning. Before we start, let us pray. Father, what a great privilege we have this morning just to open up Your Word. And Father, when we open up Your Word, Lord... We discover your heart, and Father, in every single page of the Bible, Lord, there, there are people. And Father, thank you that we know that your heart is towards people, and here we sit as a people before you this morning, representing your grace and mercy, Lord, that you've given us. And Father, because of that, because of Christ, we are here this morning. But we know, Lord, we are not here for ourselves. Lord, we are here for those who are not here this morning who, are not, who do not have the privilege, Lord, to know you as Lord and Savior of their lives. So, Father, as we focus on that this morning, I do pray, Holy Spirit, that you will give us your heart this morning. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, so that first picture there, of course, that is uh, the Christel plan. Uh, my two sons, Jared and Christopher. And of course, that uh, little extra photo there, that's my new daughter-in-law, Florencia, and she was Blanca, now uh, Grisel, of course. She's from Argentina, 
and uh, both Christopher and Jared are now living in Switzerland. Mommy, of course, is Swissy. And uh, so really just uh, expanding the family and expanding also into nations. And what a great privilege to have been uh, there in uh, April with our sons and then also marrying Christopher. That was such a great privilege for us. So uh, great to know that God has got a plan for our lives and it is into the nations as well. Now this week, you know, and next week we are looking at our reach week, uh, and we say that we abide to abound. No, those are two huge words. I wonder who thought about them. But, uh, you know, if we think about abiding, then we do think about the time that we, you know, spent before God. And sometimes we think, you know, the time that we spend before God is when we are here on Sundays, or during the week when we have our quiet time or, you know, our prayer time at night just before we go and sleep. And we think that that is our abiding time. It is not. You know, if we think about abiding, it's every single step that we walk every day wherever we go. Because we were created in the image of God, the Bible says to us, three times in one verse, when we were created in His image. And, you know, so God created us. So wherever we go, it should be like the image of God, not, the, not God, like the image of God, moving around. And, you know, so wherever we come, it's like the presence of God should be there. His character should be manifesting out of our lives. But if we don't abide in Him, you know, His word won't abound wherever we go. When we think about our rich week, you know, then we think, well, you know, Lord, how is your word abounding in us? And we sit still and we can think for a while, you know, that our lives and our world, the little world that we've got, there's a world much greater than your and my little world. And our worlds are so small sometimes. I think about my life, you know, that's, you know, wherever I go, it's such a small place that I have an influence and there are so many more people around me that I wish I can just get to. But unless I get to the person just in front of me, I will never get to the more people as well. I'm, uh, just a quick uh, testimony. You know, I think about Ronnie, Ronald uh, from Uganda. And uh, you know, so somebody asked us just to help maybe with a possible church plant that we had there. And I said, Lord, just give me one person, one young man that for the week that I'm there, you know, give me one good connection. And of course, you know, God is so faithful in every way. If you ask Him, He will, because He's God. He can do that. And of course, you know, here we get to Ronnie. And we just spent now two weeks ago in Uganda just to see three, four years later what God has done from 2018. That's four years, 2018 to now. The work that God has done in four years in Uganda just because one person, Ronnie, you know, that God gave us there as well. Beautiful to see. So, you know, it's not just, I, I can't be in Uganda, but that one person, you know, that came into my circle of life, we see abounding work there. It also reminds us, you know, of the places that we can't be. You know, that picture of the next one, please. If we think about all of those faces there, you know, every single face there re represents a country, every single face will represent a family. Every single face there represents people who either know or do not know Jesus. And the next picture, of course, you know, if we think about that, 
Every single person is seeking. Now, just like you, I don't know about, you know, my life is most probably different to many other people's life. You know, if I do something, I do it properly. So when I was a sinner, I was a proper sinner. And uh, so, you know, God saved me from much. Um, but I was seeking. Every single night that I went to bed, I knew that I wasn't saved. I knew that I'm missing something. You know, I had a desperate need in my heart that I tried to fill it with so many different things. And even at, at the time, tried to fill it with religion. It didn't work. And yet there are so many people, every person on the face of the earth, about 7.8 billion people today on the face of the earth, uh, every single one, has got a need, and the only way that that eternal need can be filled is with the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, without Jesus, if we think about people, then we say, well, people are utterly lost. I knew that. And so do every other person that is seeking the Lord Jesus Christ. So, three words this morning. A song, a prayer, and a promise. So if we can remember that this morning, a song, a prayer, and a promise. Now thinking about a song, you know, uh, Psalm 67, if we think about Psalm 67, it's a song, uh, you know, that was written by a person most probably standing, you know, just uh, at the, the, you know, he's busy harvesting or he's just going to harvest. Now harvest time, of course, you know, that's a very, very special time. I grew up on a farm. And I remember my father, you know, he passed away in April, actually just the day before I married my son. So, you know, I remember him, you know, uh, harvest time was the best time. Everybody was involved during harvest time. When I was still small, that was before the big harvester combines, you know, we would go and pick every single millicop, and then, you know, we'll take them to the threshing floor, and then, you know, there we had a big machine to the one side, and we've got all the millies on the other side, and we'll put them into bags, and everybody is involved there. You know, it's dust, but it's a wonderful time. You put your hands in those bags of millies, and you just think, Lord, what a great blessing this is. And that I can remember. You know, my dad will count the bags, you know, and he'll say, you know, so many bags. Later, you know, of course, bigger, then we count the tons. You know, my dad got... So many tons per, per hectare, and it was a good time. Harvest time is a good time. Now imagine this uh, person standing there, and he's most probably been planting some wheat uh, there, and he's just looking at this harvest that he is going to have, and the great, the grateful heart that he have that he has for having this harvest. Now, with that in mind, let us read this this psalm here. He says. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine upon us, Selah, that your way may be known on earth, your saving power among all nations. Let the nations praise you, O God. Let all the nations praise you. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you judge the people with equity and guide the nations upon the earth, Selah. Let the people praise you, O God. Let all the people praise you. Let the earth yield its increase. God, our God, shall bless us. God shall bless us. Let all the ends of the earth fear him. A harvest. This is a song that this person, you know, this whole psalm is, is written like a song. 
and he's busy singing out, you know, from the bottom of his heart, from of, of his heart, just the thankfulness that he has towards God. God, thank you. I'm looking around me, Lord, and I'm looking at the at this great harvest. And, and Lord, I'm so thankful. I don't know. You sometimes wake up with a, you're in the middle of the night with a song in your heart. I can't sing so well, you know. So I sing it, you know, very quietly, so that Wendy won't even hear that. But you know, but you know, because two notes after one another, I can't keep. But I have that song in my heart, and, and I can sing it, and it's with such joy that you just think, Lord, you are so good. Just like the psalmist wrote here, you know, Lord, we sing for joy. And Lord, I look at my harvest, and, and who can I tell about this great harvest that I've got? Lord, I can, I can tell my wife. I can maybe, you know, the people in my village, Lord, they've seen the harvest. But, but Lord, there's a greater picture. Lord, can all the people, all the people on the earth see how gracious you are. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy. Lord, I'm singing this psalm to you today. But Lord, can the nations sing this song? The great harvest. When last have you sang a song of thankfulness for just like a testimony that we heard this morning? Lord, we are so grateful, Lord, that we can sing we come together here on a Sunday. And Lord, such great things, Lord. I'm thinking about the harvest of souls around me. And Lord, I cannot help but to break out and say, Lord, I want to sing the song of thankfulness for people that come to you. The harvest. The harvest. Can we sing songs toward the harvest that God is busy preparing out of Linwood? Can we think about that? When last have we been on the threshing floor of the Father and to see people saved? That we can sing here with the psalmist to say, let the nations be glad and sing for joy. Because, you know, if you, if you are in the nations and you see people coming to the Lord and you see what God has saved from them, you know what? They break out in praise. They sing for joy. Um, the testimony this morning just about ancestral worship. You know, we've seen that so many times of people that were so caught up in ancestral worship. The one young man, Mosipile, up in the northwest, you know, he said to me, uh, we preached there one night. I said, well, if you want to give your life to Jesus, come tomorrow morning. Straight after the meeting, he came to me. He says, you know, I want to give my life to Jesus. But we've seen that many times. You know, people will just come after the meeting and maybe to get something and not really salvation. I said, What's your name, young man? He says, Mosipili. I said, okay, listen yet. If you are really serious, come tomorrow morning. Well, it was still dark, and I heard somebody outside my tent making fire. And I opening up my tent, and here's Mosipili in front of my tent making a little fire. I said, what are you doing? He said, come tomorrow morning, you said. I said he said, it is morning now. And I said, but it's still dark. I said, he said, he said, but it's morning. I said, okay, but listen, Mosipele, I'm first going to go to the school. We're going to pray there. Mosipele walked with. Long story short, Mosipele said, I haven't slept for three months about. I went to every single doctor, means which doctor, to try to get, you know, peace in my heart. I can't. Nobody can help me. He says, I've been driven around with demons for three months. Gave his life to Jesus. And he sang for joy after that. Mosipili, man on the way. That's actually what it means. So Mosipili found a new way in Christ, in Christ Jesus. He sang the song. Are you singing a song of gladness?
for people that you see coming to Christ. Because that next picture that we see is the same picture again. Every single person on the face of the earth wants to sing the song of joy. Oh Lord, that the nations be glad. That man standing in front of his harvest. Can we stand and say, Lord, I want to see people from every nation saved. I want to sing with them, Lord, when they sing to you. A song, but a prayer. We're thinking of Jesus. In Matthew 9, verse 35 to 38. And let's read together there. And Jesus went through all the cities and the villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction. And when he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were arrested helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, the laborers are few. Therefore pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers to the harvest. You know, thinking about this, it says that Jesus went through all the cities. If Jesus walked through all the cities of Jerusalem, you know, three and a half years, most probably Matthew wrote all the cities, or all the, most probably not all the towns, but I think Jesus got to most of them. Most of the places that people would need Jesus, just to hear. If Jesus was willing to walk, I'm sure that we would be willing just to walk into lives of people as well. And we don't have to walk far to different cities. We can just walk across the street. Because surely, you know, there is a neighbor in your neighborhood that would need Jesus. I, I, I believe so. But listen, verse 37, he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the, yeah, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. So thinking about that, you know, there's no problem with the harvest. There's never been a problem with the harvest. It's just the laborers. But then Jesus says there, therefore pray. Pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers. Now, I remember the day I prayed this prayer. And, uh, you know, it was there in Zerist, walking there on a dirt road. And I prayed this, and I said, Lord Jesus, you say to us that we should pray for the harvest, uh, harvesters, uh, for the harvest, and there should be laborers. And as I prayed it, you know, the Lord said, but Harry, what's wrong with you? I said, well, Lord, I know, I, you know, we are praying now for laborers. The Lord said, what's wrong with you? Lord, there's harvest, but what's wrong with you? Because as we pray this, you know, as we earnestly pray this, he says there, therefore pray earnestly. And as I pray earnestly, you know, I will hear Father's heart for the nations. And as I hear Father's heart for the nations, that's the question that the Lord will ask me. Harry, what's wrong with your heart? Why do you want somebody else to go when everyone should be going? Including you. Yes, Lord. That landed us up in, you know, for a long time in Botswana, but from there up to now. Because if you pray, God will give you a heart for nations. That's for the person next to you, across the street, the person that you walk with you, you know, that works with you, and, you know, the way where you buy your groceries. But then as we pray, the Lord will enlarge our hearts that, Sometimes we will not just go, but we will let go. We will help people to go to the ends of the earth. If you can go 
then let people go to the ends of the earth. But earnestly pray we must. A song, a prayer, and a promise, I said. Mark 16, verse 14 to 20. Long scripture, but I'm going to read it. Afterwards, he appeared to 11 themselves as they were reclining at the table. He rebuked them for their unbelief and their hardness of heart because they had not believed those who saw him after he had risen. And he said, Go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whosoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons, pick up servants, drink deadly poison, lay their hands on the sick, and they will recover. Verse 19, then the Lord said, after he had spoken to them, he was, sorry, so then the Lord, when the Lord, sorry, so when the Lord, no, let's start again. So then the Lord Jesus, after he had spoken to them, was taken up into the heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. That's a, that's a whole preach just by itself. But verse 20, and they went out and preached everywhere while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the message by accompanying signs. Verse 17. And these signs will accompany those who believe. But verse 14 starts like this. After he had appeared to the living and they were reclining at the table, he rebuked them for their unbelief and hardened hearts. So, if we want this promise, here at the bottom, verse 20, they went out, preached everywhere, the Lord worked with them. Let's just think about that. The promise that God says that he will work with us. Every morning, every day, God says, I will walk with you. But let your day not start like here in verse 14, where Jesus had to rebuke them for their unbelief and hardened hearts. So can I ask the question, if we see a person in the street or of a different nation or just a person that worked with me, do we have a hardened heart? No, Lord, not that one. No, Lord, I just had a few words with this one, so I can't share the gospel with him. Oh, Lord, my world is so busy at this time that I do not have time, Lord. A hardened heart or unbelief. Lord, you can't do it for that one. Lord, it's impossible for me to share the gospel with that person. Unbelief. Let the Lord not rebuke us, but the promise stands in verse 17. These signs will accompany those who believe. Let us be those who believe this morning that say, Lord, that we will go out. And as we go out and we preach everywhere, that just means share the gospel everywhere. The Lord Jesus promised us that he will work with us. God, the creator of heaven and earth, that if you just look outside and you see all the beauty this morning, Wentz and I were now looking at our vineyard and saw those beautiful new small little leaves coming out. I said to Wentz, now just imagine in this leaf, you know, the potential that is in this leaf, that within 10 days, this whole uh, uh, vineyard is going to be full of leaves, beautiful, big leaves, 
think about the multiplication of cells, you know, that's just happening in this little leaf, just every single one. God is such a good God. The creator of heaven and earth, of this leaf, and much more, says that he will work with us. A song. When last have we sang a song for the lost? Or sang a song with the lost that got saved? A prayer. Lord, help me to go. A promise. Jesus says that he will go with us wherever we go. And if we think about, you know, Africa, 53 countries in Africa, we have got churches in 15 of them, and that means that we still got 38 places in Africa, countries that we can plant churches. We think about Europe. We spoke about Europe. We prayed this morning for Europe. 49 nations. We've got 19 places where we've got churches. There's still 30 to go. But think about the world. 195, depends on who's counting, nations. 87 of them, we said this morning, that we've got churches. That means there's still 108 to go. To go. Because there is still to go, therefore, we will go. And this morning we said, you know, when we say that we are going, then we say we are praying, we are giving, and we are going. And when we are praying, God touches our heart. God comes, and, and just like we said this morning, God speaks into our heart. And let us not have this morning unbelief or hardened heart. When God speaks to you this morning, then you say, yes, Lord. Just like I remember that, that dirt road, yes, Lord. And that yes, Lord is a yes, Lord, every single day of my life. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, I'll go again today. Yes, Lord, again we will go. But also giving, you know, because God, when he speaks to our heart, you know, he says, well, what about your life? Just like he said to me, Lord, you know, I pray, Harry, what about you? And you can put your name there this morning as well. What about you? And it's not just the finance, but it is finance. <laughs> because, you know, if I think about, you know, for us to go and plant churches throughout the world, yes, there are finances involved. But it's also giving for yourself in prayer as well. Giving time to the Lord. And therefore, going as well. Donnie said this morning, and he's going to challenge you again, most probably a little bit later, could there be a hundred people from, from Linwood that will go on missions? But you know what? We're on missions every single day. You wake up in the morning, and the mission is there where you are walking every day. We pray, we give, and we go. But we, do, we daily go, we daily give, and we daily pray. If we think about that, again, a song a prayer and a promise. Our greatest opportunity is every day. Don't think that, you know, one day I'll go on a mission. Your greatest opportunity is today. You can make a difference today. Sing in your heart for joy because Jesus has saved you. But won't you sing that with somebody that you are sharing the gospel with? Won't you see the joy in his heart when he sings it out? When he has met the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, a song, like I said, is that man standing there on the threshing floor of the harvest field. But that prayer, you know, I remember my dad as well. He will go 
and he will dig there in the sand just after we've planted. And then, you know, he will look at those seeds as if he's looking them out of the soil. That was like a prayer, you know. Just about every morning he will go out, he'll dig, and then you'll see the shoots come out. And then for him during plowing time, that was like the promise. You put that plow in the soil, and you don't have nothing yet, not a drop of rain, just a promise that if I put, put the plow in the soil, Lord, there will be a harvest. If I plow and I put the seed, pray, the song will be there, a great harvest. I pray this morning that that will be your song, your prayer, and your promise as well. Sing with the Lord your joy into the hearts of people. Keep on praying. And God promises that if you go, He will go with you. Thank you.